One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. Today, we've got a crazy story of attempting to burn a house down. But first, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our first story of the day is my roommate outed me to my parents. This was how I made him pay. When I got into college, I was super excited to get started. As is the custom in my family, my parents and sisters went in with me. It was sort of embarrassing having them all fuss over me, but I was grateful to have them there. They met my roommate too, and I introduced myself and my parents to him. My dad liked him instantly because he revealed he was Catholic too. What a beautiful coincidence, my mom beamed. You must take him with you to Mass every Sunday, my dad said to him. I smiled that day, knowing that there was no way I was going to church in college. I had managed to keep going for years, but it was only because of my parents. Since I no longer lived at home, I could never keep going to church. I dreaded having a roommate who would remind me of home. It made me very uncomfortable. I love my family very much, but I hated the church routine at home. I didn't like going to Burr, I never agreed with the priests, and I honestly don't even believe in whatever he said. I stopped believing a long time before that, I can't even remember when. For as long as I've known myself, I've questioned the concept of religion and faith. I however never stopped going to mass and pretending to love it for the sake of my family. Both my maternal and paternal extended family are very devoted Catholics and I have an uncle who's a priest. While my family is amazing and supportive, my parents are strict Catholics and never tolerated us stepping out of line or doing whatever contradicted the rules of our religion. My sisters and I attended a Catholic high school. My parents chose that so we would stay in the faith. After my parents left, my roommate tried to talk about the parish he attended, but I politely told him I wasn't interested. I felt there was no reason to lie to him, he wasn't some authority figure anyway, and my parents had left. There was no way I could let myself keep going through the strenuous process of pretending I enjoyed mass and forcing myself to perform. He smiled and said he understood me. Not many Catholic students continue being Catholics when they get into college. This is because the way the faith was presented to them by their families. Some have associated Catholicism with their strict parents and sometimes abusive parents. I nodded, I agreed with his opinion, but that wasn't my situation. I know people from high school who left home and immediately stopped being Catholic because they had very controlling and abusive parents, and the trauma of being in church again wasn't something they could handle. I said, nah, it's not that. I'm afraid I never strongly believed in any of the church's tenets. They say, how about I invite you to a church program this weekend? If you don't like it, you can always just leave, but I promise you will. It's a very different unconventional Catholic gathering. I reluctantly agreed, partly because it was only fair to my roommate, I knew I wouldn't like it and would leave anyway, and also partly because I hoped I would truly enjoy the Mass and would want to attend again in the future. Just maybe I would keep being Catholic and never have to break any news to my parents and sisters. We went to church together that weekend. It was a small, beautiful church with a garden of flowers planted around it. The sight was just breathtaking. When I got in, I saw that it was indeed a different air, most likely because the church was populated by young people. The girls and guys dressed in different ways, some of the ladies wore super short skirts, 
There was certainly no judgment about how anyone decided to look. The priest was also very friendly, and so was everyone. The church was a close-knitted one, but it was still a church, and the rules remained the same. The tenets of the church remained the same. While I appreciated the vibrancy and community in that church, I still didn't believe in the tenets of the church and wasn't interested in becoming a member. I told my roommate this when we returned to the dorm. He smiled good-naturedly, but I could tell that he was kind of offended. I didn't care. I wasn't going to do something I didn't want to just to be in the good books of my roommate. I did that all through my life at home anyway. The major reason I fell out of love with the Catholic Church was that I discovered when I was just 14 that I wasn't into girls. I refused to accept it until I was 16 and met my first secret boyfriend in school. We could not publicly show that we were together because we attended a Catholic school. His parents were not Catholics like mine, but they were Christians and would never have accepted him if he came out to them. I could not come out to my parents either, so we kept it under wraps, never told our families, and never even let anyone know that we were friends out of fear that people would figure out that we were dating. My secret boyfriend even had a girlfriend at the time just to cover up that he was gay. I never had a girlfriend. My parents never asked me why. Even when we went to prom, I took my friends. The three of us have been friends for a long time. The girls knew I was gay and they loved and accepted me. They were the first people who ever accepted me. One of the girls had a mom who was very loving towards me and would always ask if I was okay. She was a shrink too, so she would offer to speak to me if I ever needed to talk. I was grateful for her offer, but I never took it. I suspect that my parents never asked why because they knew I was gay. They probably hoped that one day I would come to love some girl. My dad once tried to set me up with his friend's daughter. She was a very pretty Catholic girl with the shiniest hair ever. We did go on a date that my dad generously gave me money for, but she figured out my sexuality in no time. You're gay, aren't you? She asked suddenly. I said, no, I'm not. Why would you think so? She says, I just know so. Do your parents know? I was irritated. I wasn't about to let her out me in trouble, so I feigned anger and dismissed her. Why do people think that a well-groomed guy has to be gay? Honestly, that's just incredibly sexist and a backward way to think. She said, well, it's not just your looks. You don't even look like the stereotypical gay man, but you do have a gay aura, you know? I said, what's a gay aura? I'm not gay, I said quickly, not wanting to go any further with the conversation. I disliked her after, and when my mom asked how the date went, I told her this. She asked, why? She's beautiful. I said, yes, but she's annoying and talks too much. I'd rather never see her again. My mom looked puzzled, but she didn't question it. My dad was obviously disappointed that I didn't like her and that the date didn't go well. I don't understand what you're on about, son. That girl is one of the finest girls around here. She's pleasant. I can't see why you wouldn't want to be with her. I said nothing that night. I wasn't going to pretend to like her just because I wanted to please my father. She could get me in trouble anyway, and I'd rather not deal with that. Soon enough in school, I met a cute guy who was a freshman just like me. He'd been gay all his life and had had two serious relationships. I was so jealous of him and the acceptance he enjoyed from his irreligious family. We soon started hanging out together. He visited me often in my dorm room too. One day, he kissed me and we started kissing after studying together. We would talk about a book we were reading in class, and afterward we would lock lips and just cuddle. One day, my roommate walked in on us kissing. 
It was the first time anyone would walk in on me kissing a guy. I had only told my best friends that I and my secret boyfriend in high school kissed. No one had ever seen us. Naturally, I was embarrassed and moved away as soon as my roommate came in. My roommate said nothing. He dropped the groceries he'd bought close to his bed and walked out quietly. The boy I was kissing was mad. Why did you shove me, he asked. Shove? I didn't shove you. They said, yes, you did when your roommate came in. I apologized and told him why that happened, and while he understood me, he clearly stated that he did not want to be in that kind of relationship. He said, I'm sorry, I just want someone who's proud of who they are and have accepted themselves to not care if others accept them too or not. I knew and agreed with what he said, and I promised to stop hiding. I told you my last relationship was very hush-hush. I don't know how to not hide my relationship, but I'm willing to learn. We became official that day. I had promised myself that I was never going to hide in college. I wanted to live my life and be free of the fear that someone from home would catch me. And that was why I deliberately chose a university that was very far from home. After my boyfriend had left, my roommate came in and said nothing to me. I don't know what to say either, so I said nothing too. After a while, he asked, Was that why you wanted to leave the church? Because you're sinning? I'm not sinning, I replied, unwilling to have that conversation with him. He said, Yes, you are. You have to stop and come back to church. God can still save you. I was irritated by his comment, but I decided against replying to him. There was no point in doing that. One day, I returned from the library and found my contact book on my roommate's desk. I wondered why it was there, but I didn't think much of it. I had to meet my boyfriend later anyway, so I rushed to the bathroom to shower and left. My boyfriend and I went to a party and we had so much fun. As we were about to leave, I noticed that I'd missed many calls from my mom and sisters. On the drive home, I called my mom. Are you really gay? My mom asked in tears as soon as she received my calls. I was stunned and didn't know what to say. Your roommate said he walked in on you kissing a boy, my mom went on. I suddenly felt sick and hung up. My boyfriend had to pull over so I could throw up. My roommate had ruined my relationship with my parents with one phone call. Yes, I was going to come out to my parents eventually, but it was something I had to do. I didn't need my roommate to do it for me. I didn't take my parents or sisters calls that night. When my dad spoke to me the next morning, I was certain that he'd cut me off financially, but he didn't do that. He told me that they would wait for me to repent, but until then, I wasn't welcome at home because he didn't want me to make my mother cry. Two of my sisters tried to talk sense into me, but I told them I'd accepted who I am and can only hope they do too. Only one of my sisters, the oldest, was supportive. She asked me to reach out to her if I needed anything and said she loved me anyway. For two weeks, I avoided going to the dorm. Whatever I needed was retrieved for me by my boyfriend. I stayed over at his place until I was ready to go back to my room. Of course, I didn't speak to my roommate. He tried to talk to me though. He said something about trying to help me. I ignored him and instead thought of how to deal with him. A fine idea came to my mind and I set to work immediately. My boyfriend's dad owns a hardware store, so they had a lot of stuff in their garage. I called to ask if they had a spy camera I could borrow. They didn't, but his sister had a friend who did. He asked them if I could borrow it, and they obliged. Later that week, I set up the spy camera in a corner of the bathroom I shared with my roommate. I was going to save a recording of him bathing and make sure everyone saw it, but luck smiled on me and I got way more than I'd asked for. 
The camera picked up motion, and it only worked when something moved. My roommate had entered the bathroom and pulled down his trousers to help himself, and the camera fully captured it. Saying I was excited to see what had fallen in my lap is an understatement. I immediately saved the video and spoke to a computer geek that lived next door. I asked if he knew how I could upload a post anonymously, and he told me the different ways to. It was close to the end of the session when I released the video and used a burner account to post the link on his church's Instagram page. Soon enough, everyone had seen my roommate doing the deed and even moaning with his face everywhere. He was an important executive in his church, so he refrained from reporting to the school authorities. He instead had to attend classes in the church to help him stop his bad habit. My roommate hardly came to the dorm until the session was over and we moved out. The last time I saw him, he confronted me, but I yelled at him and told him I didn't know what he was talking about. He was frustrated and cried, but I paid no attention to him. After all, his situation would blow over soon enough, but I still had to deal with my family who had banned me from coming home, even on holidays. Despite how horrendous OP's roommate was to them, there's no way that you could stamp any form of approval on what OP did, right? Would you say in your own words that by the end of the story, both roommates were awful people? Let me know if you agree with that in the comments down below. That said, our final story of the day is ex-boyfriend spread a rumor about me, so I burnt his house. People talk a lot of crap about the logistics of a failed relationship, just crap. Some people say it's no problem to keep being friends with your exes. Some other people think you should end the friendship, but you should still be civil with them. Well, I'll tell you today that both approaches are BS. The best way to deal with a failed relationship is for you guys to not only go your separate ways, you should also go your separate countries and, if possible, your separate continents. It's virtually impossible to still be friends with the people you were once intimate with because when they see you, they see all the reasons why the relationship didn't work out. And when you see them, you see everything you don't want in a partner. With this approach, you'd find that it's impossible to coexist with your ex-partners without a little war and bloodshed. I mean that figuratively, of course. I was one of those people that used to think that you could still be good friends with your ex-partners. My logic was that there was something that attracted them to you in the first place. And it wasn't just the urge to have a partner. I used to think that I was attracted to intelligent and friendly people, and because of this, I found it hard to break off all the relationships with my ex-partners. Well, that was before I dated this guy from heck. My logic of trying to keep a good relationship with ex-boyfriends led me down a path that ended with me lighting his house on fire. But before you start judging me, let me give you the full story. During my first year as a marketing intern, I was so busy. I never had any time for myself or anything outside of my work. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. had my normal duties to deal with. Then I had a really crazy boss who likes to annoy me at every chance he gets. He makes me do the kind of duties that aren't in my job description. One time, he made me go grocery shopping and deliver the items bought to his house. These jobs made me slack on my regular jobs, but I did it anyway. At the end of the workday, all I wanted was to come back home, crawl up in bed, and sleep the tiredness away, and wake up just in time to get ready for work the next day. After the first year, I got put on a retainer, and two years after that, for some mysterious reason, my crazy boss was let go. I started to have some free time to myself. I decided to go out for lunch one weekend with my friends, whom I hadn't fully seen in a really long time. They had so much to say, who dated who, who slept with who, who broke up with who, it was fun. Then they turned to me and asked why I was still single. At first, I just told them that I couldn't mix work life and dating. They didn't believe that. Then they invited me to a party the next weekend. I tried to say no because I wanted that weekend to myself, but they convinced me that we were young and we needed to do a lot of dating when we could. I believed them, then decided to go to the party the next week. I should have stayed at home. The next week, I got myself mentally prepared, went on a jog, took a bath, then picked up some nice clothes. Then I drove over to my friend's house where the party was being held. I quickly went to find my friend and she started to steer me across the room telling me about this super fine guy she wanted me to meet. I managed to convince her to hold on for a minute so I could get a drink. I went for my drink but I didn't go back. I hid in the corner of the room and sipped my beer, hoping and praying that I could pass the time without anyone noticing me. That same moment, a guy walked up to me and I looked at his face and boy he was handsome. He had wheat blonde hair and bright blue eyes, like the sky on a sunny day. A smile so radiant, so contagious that I smiled back. And a perfect set of teeth, and trust me, I don't use the word perfect sparingly. He said hi and came to sit by my side. He started to make fun of some of the people dancing in the center of the room, and he was so funny that after a while, I fell off my seat in laughter. My friend walked up to me after a while and told me she'd been looking all over for me. She looked at the guy seated beside me, then whispered to my ear that he was the guy she wanted to introduce me to. She said his name was Darren, and he was an intern at one of the best interior design firms in the city. I shrugged and said okay. My friend looked at me bewildered and then warned me not to let him out of my sight. I said okay one more time, and she left. When Darren asked what the problem was... I told him that she'd been trying to set me up forever, and he laughed. We went outside the building to a quiet part of the house, and we spoke about family, friends, ex-lovers, and future prospects. And when I looked up, it was nightfall. He gave me his business card and told me to give him a call anytime I wanted to hang out. I said okay, went to my car, and drove off. Throughout the ride, I was thinking about Darren. He was so cool, so calm, and laid back. 
I wasn't one to fantasize, but I could already picture myself with him. Hanging out together, laughing, watching movies and eating popcorn. It looked perfect in my head. And even though I had my reservations about getting a boyfriend, I thought, why the heck not? The evil boss is gone, I have more free time to myself, and I could actually enjoy an actual relationship. Two days later, I called him up and asked if he wanted to hang out. He said sure, and we both decided to meet up after work. By 7 o'clock, I left the office, and we met up in a little bar very close to his workplace. We talked and laughed, and it was great. Then we decided to meet up during the weekend for a proper date. That day, I was so nervous because I still wasn't 100% sure that I wanted to go through with the whole dating stuff. The last time I dated was in college, and that relationship ended with loud curse words and some broken china. Anyways, I shrugged off all the second thoughts in my mind and went to the restaurant. We had a really good dinner and we laughed a lot. I let down my guard with Darren because he seemed like a good guy. He was a good guy. Emphasis on was. We went on a few more dates before we finally decided to be in a relationship. The first few months were nice, I have to say. It was the best. We spent weekends together, even some weekdays after work. It felt good to have that person you could snuggle with and witch about your entire day to. And Darren, he would just listen. It was nice. But, you know, it is as they say. All good things must come to an end. Our end started the day I was given an assignment at work to oversee the marketing department of a new branch of the company I worked in. I was supposed to stay there for a month max till they could get a suitable person to take up the role. This was big for me because I wasn't the head of the marketing department for my normal branch. So when they decided to send me, I knew that they were considering me for a promotion. I was over the top excited because I'd kind of been expecting the promotion for a while now. And the only person I wanted to share this big news with was my boyfriend Darren. I texted him that I was coming over and I drove to his place and gave him a big hug. Then I told him what happened and boy his reaction wasn't what I expected. He told me that he didn't want to stay away from me for a full month and he didn't want me to go. At first I thought he was being sweet in the I don't want you to leave kind of way but he was actually serious. I don't want you to leave was him telling me to refuse the offer so I could stay back in town. I told him no and I tried explaining to him that it was a big opportunity for me and how I'd wanted it for as long as I could remember. But unfortunately all my explanations fell on deaf ears. We had a huge fight that night that led to me storming off from his house. We didn't talk to each other for the rest of the week and I left town that weekend. I tried calling him a few times when my plane landed in the new city, but he wouldn't pick up. I shrugged and then went about my day. I felt like he would come around when he was ready, and he did eventually. He called me two days later and apologized. I promptly accepted his apology and things went back to normal. I came back to town for a few weeks later, and we were even tighter than before, or at least that's what I thought. A few months later, the head of marketing for the new company was fired, and they needed me to go back and help out for two weeks this time. I said okay and then talked to Darren about it. He looked at me without expression while I explained everything, and he even nodded a few times with a smile on his face. At the end of the conversation, he said, sure, go, it's fine. I was so happy that he understood this time. Then I told him I was going to be back in a month, like the last time. I didn't have an ulterior motive or anything, I just wanted to surprise him when I got back. Two weeks later on a Friday night, 
I was at his doorstep, and to my surprise, there was another car in his driveway. I shrugged it off because I thought he was having a visitor or something. I used the spare key he gave me to open the door and let myself in. The first thing I noticed was that the living room was scattered. There was a bowl of uneaten popcorn on the chair and two bottles of empty Pepsi cans. This came off to me as weird because Darren wasn't a slob. He usually makes sure to keep his house clean no matter what. My eyes fell on one pair of stilettos by the side of the chair and I knew what was going on. I walked down the hallway and towards his room and I saw the other pair by his door. I pushed the door open and stepped into the room and I saw him. Darren totally unclothed with a red-haired girl. They were doing it. You were supposed to be back in two weeks was all Darren could say. I walked out of the room, wiping the tears from my eyes, and he ran after me as he struggled with his boxers. He tried to apologize, but I told him not to bother and that it was over. I drove home, had a few drinks, and then passed out on the bed. I threw myself into my work so I wouldn't have to think about the whole incident with Darren. He came over a few days later, and I told him that we couldn't be in a relationship anymore, but we could still be friends. He said that was cool with him, and we agreed to do that. Exactly three weeks later, the friend that invited me to the party called me and asked to meet. It was a weekend, so what the heck? I got dressed and drove to her place. We had a few drinks, and then she asked me squarely about what happened with Darren. By this time, I hadn't told anyone, so I just decided to let her in. I told her about our first fight, and my work, and the second time I had to leave town, then the intended surprise, and how I found Darren with the red-haired witch. I also told her about our new platonic friendship. My friend looked at me with wide eyes, and then after I finished, all she could say was, wow. She told me that Darren had been going around with a completely different story about how I was a big cheater, and he left me because he couldn't take it anymore. What the heck? I wanted to erupt. I wanted to march to his house and slam his head so hard against the wall till I saw brains. But I had to calm myself down. He had humiliated me in public, and most of his friends and mine now think I sleep around? I couldn't just go around telling everyone that he was a big fat liar. Even if I could, how many people would believe me? On the drive home, I started to brainstorm ways to get back at him. Not only did he hurt me by cheating on me, but he also did by telling lies against me, therefore ruining my reputation. I couldn't let him get away with it. As I drove home, I stopped at a gas station to get some juice for my car. Just then, an idea came to mind. I bought a few gallons of gas and put it in my trunk. I was going to burn his house down. Why? Well, because I knew he loved that house. It was his first design. On our first date, He wouldn't shut up about how much work he did to redesign the whole interior and how it looks way different than when he first got it. I had to wait for the perfect opportunity though. Weekend means he would come home on time and catch me in the act. I wouldn't want to go to jail for arson, so I waited till during the weekday. On Tuesday, I left work during lunch break. I waited till there were no people around before I took out the gallon of fuel and walked into the apartment. I poured gas everywhere from the couch to the TV to the kitchen counter and his bedroom. Then I threw the matchstick on the bed and watched as it caught fire. I ran out of the house, got in my car, and drove back to work without looking back. At the end of the workday, I checked my phone. I had 17 texts from my friend and 3 from Darren. They were calling to tell me that Darren's house burnt to the ground. 
They didn't know how it happened, but the police suspected that it was arson. I was at work all day, so nobody could suspect me. Darren was distraught. He had to live somewhere else while still paying the mortgage on that apartment. He asked if he could stay with me until he got another place somewhere else, but I told him that it wasn't a good idea since we weren't dating anymore. I don't know where he went to stay eventually and, frankly speaking, I don't care. You mess with me, you're gonna get what's coming to you. If this went down, this is pretty darn insane. Not even necessarily just for what OP did specifically to their ex, but for the fact that they did it to an apartment. I'm sure OP must have factored it in, but if this thing wasn't contained, who knows how many people actually could be harmed by a burning apartment building. I mean, it's just crazy. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more crazy stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 